Today we talk about business and life mix and finding that balance on today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 12. My name is Ryan Black. And my name is Levi Hunsaker. And today we have a very, very special guest with us, someone who's a good friend, and uh, we'd love to, to bring him out. His name is Dr. Gary Lawrence, and Dr. Dr. G is how we uh, refer to him uh, with endearment. Dr. G is someone who really is an inspiration for us, and that's why we wanted to have him on the show today. He is uh, someone who we actually met. He's a fellow real estate investor. That's how we got connected, was through our community of, of investor friends nationwide. But um, besides that, he's done some incredible things with investing, but uh, he actually ran his own uh, private counseling, a, a Christian marriage and family counseling business for 23 years. And uh, that's hence the Dr. G. And uh, his wife, his sweet wife, Sylvia, was a big part of that. And uh, they have two boys, they have seven grandchildren, and uh, they have been married for 54 years. And so anytime we think of, hey, uh, you know, how can, how can you do things right in life and in business for decades and decades and decades? Well, Dr. G is one of the first people to come to mind, and that's why we wanted to have him out today to share some of his wisdom and some of his experience and insight into, you know, making things work. Because, you know, if you've been married for 54 years, you're doing something right. So, Dr. G, welcome to the Champion Hustle podcast. Well, thank you so much, Ryan and Levi. It's a joy to be here today. Uh, I think what I'd like to do is just start out how I got introduced to real estate investing. May I do that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, my wife, Sylvia, and I, uh, we were missionaries to Canada. And uh, we went to Canada way back in 1971. And we started a church in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I didn't know a person. And uh, uh, I rented an empty church building and just started knocking doors. And in six months, I had 170 people in our congregation. And uh, three years later, we bought five acres of land and built a 450-seat auditorium and an educational facility for 125 students for our private school. And then we started another church at Kamloops, British Columbia, and another school. And in 12 years' time, we were able to start our two churches and our two schools and help start five other churches and seven more schools in 12 years. But it was during that wow. cycle that I realized that uh, pastors and their wives needed counseling and they needed some place to go where they could be safe and secure. So Sylvia and I, we moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico back in 1980, and we started New Life Dynamics Christian Marriage and Family Counseling. And uh, then uh, our, our ministry grew. I was on two radio stations in Albuquerque, and in 89, we expanded to Phoenix. And uh, over the course of the next 10 years, we were on five local Christian stations, Monday through Friday, uh, reaching out to the Christian community. Well, back in 2003, we decided to retire. And we'd, we'd had our ministry for 23 years. And I was almost 60. So we planned our retirement for 25 years through mutual funds and stocks. And we were very faithful to that. And uh, so uh, we went ahead and retired in May of 2003. And uh, it took me six weeks to uncover the fact that we'd already lost 65% of our portfolio in the stock crash. 
And it's just, wow. this is not supposed to happen, you know. And it was a very fearful time, frustrating time. And uh, but I had never worked for anyone else, Ryan and Levi. Uh, I wouldn't make a good employee, okay? <laughs> so, and uh, we were very successful. Uh, I had a, a staff of seven people in our counseling practice. And by the way, I, I've got five degrees. I've got a graduate of theology. I've got a BA degree, an MA in pastoral counseling, and, and a doctorate of ministry. And I'm, I, I don't know what my fifth one is, but anyway. Uh, so here I was, uh, 59, almost 60 years old, five degrees, a very successful past for 23 years. Very, uh, God blessed us with abundance. And we helped uh, over 10,000 people during that 23 years uh, solve marriage and family issues. But here I am now, almost 60 years old, and I only have 35% of my retirement left. Well, we lived on what we had left for the next five years. And back in 09, uh, our, our money ran out. I had no cash. I had no savings. My credit was maxed out. And so in 2009, we filed bankruptcy. And the house we lived in for 18 years, we lost it. It went to foreclosure. So we lost everything in 2009. Now, there I am. I'm 65 years old, and I'm flat broke. And I tell everybody I didn't have a pot to carry tea in, okay? <laughs> and uh, so it was a very fearful time. And that's when I was introduced to uh, this group of local real estate investors that you fellows are part of up in uh, Salt Lake. And uh, I told Sylvia, I'm going to learn how to become a successful real estate investor. And she said, how are you going to do that? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to do it. I, because the only thing we had coming in was social insecurity. Uh, and that was $864 a month. And I'll tell you what, you don't live on social insecurity. You barely exist. And uh, fellas, it, to me, it was like looking over the precipice of poverty. And I don't do poverty. I don't do broke. And so I began to get educated on how to become a successful real estate investor. I aligned myself with other successful real estate investors. And uh, it was about four months into my uh, bleak time financially that I actually did my first deal. Well, I learned how to build a relationship with private investors. Uh, I learned how to build relationships with hard money lenders. And the very first property I did was out here in Mesa, Arizona. And uh, I did none of the work myself. I'm not good with tools. As a matter of fact, I'm dangerous with tools. But uh, in a 90-day cycle, on my first deal, I was able to generate a $37,000 profit. Now, nice. I, I want your audience to get the picture here, Okay. Uh, there I am, 65, almost 66, and uh, I haven't had any income. I'm coming out of that deep hole bankruptcy, and that's a deep hole to come out of when you're 65. And uh, so my first deal, I generated $37,000, and that's when my wife said, my wife Sylvie said, okay, honey, you can do this. I'm convinced. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow, this, this really works. So I did my next deal. And then uh, uh, did my next deal. I just kept doing fix and flips because I needed the income now. I didn't have time to get focused on buying holds, not back then. And uh, it, it's been a wonderful journey. Uh, and so uh, let's see now. I've been doing this uh, since 2010. Wow. Dr. G, I thank you for being so vulnerable and for sharing 
behind the curtain, everything. I want to, I want to touch in on something. It, um, since you had to basically reset, right? You went through the bankruptcy. You had to start back from square one at 65 years old after a long, fruitful life filled with different, you know, success in many different areas. Right. My question for you is, tell us a little bit about the mindset, because we talk a lot about mindset on this, on this show. Obviously, you had the right mindset to, instead of just wallowing and feeling sorry for yourself and just, I don't know. You you got back up, you pulled yourself up and went. I mean, that's impressive. Can you tell us a little bit about that, your mindset on that? Well, I have to be on, uh, honest with the audience. Uh, I did have what I call a five-year pity party. Uh, remember, I was almost 60 when I found out we lost 65% of our portfolio. We lived on what we had left for the next five years. And so, to be honest, during that five years, I was having a pity party. Uh, I thought, and I was mad at God. I, I thought, Lord, after 40 years of service, is this what's going to happen to Sylvie and I? And uh, I know a lot of people say, well, how could you get mad at God? Well, I don't know. I just got mad at God. Okay. I don't know if any of you have ever done that uh, because, you know, uh, the Bible says, asking you shall receive, knock it shall be opened unto you. And uh, so there was that five year, I caught my five year valley of inertia. I didn't move forward. I didn't move backwards. I didn't move sideways. I just sat there and felt sorry for myself for five years. And then when I went through bankruptcy and foreclosure, it's just interesting how the Lord works because that's when I was introduced to this group of real estate investors. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm 65. I'm still young. I'm just a, a young fellow. Uh, I've got a good 15 to 20 years of productivity and accumulation left. And so I just decided I'm not, the, the pity party's over. The poor me attitude is gone. Now I'm going to recreate. And see, here's what I tell everybody. Uh, if you focus on what you've lost, you will never focus on what you can create. And if you don't get out of the past, you're never getting into the present so you can create your future. And uh, so that's what I did. I just decided I'm going to learn how to become a successful real estate investor. And here I am now, I'm 76. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we're doing uh, two double wide manufactured homes and a single wide on three lots out in Mesa. And it's been a year long project, but we finally got everything occupant approved just yesterday by the state of Arizona and the county of Maricopa. And you know what that's like working with those organizations. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, big time. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, you know, the market's up. Uh, my goodness, people are moving from California to Arizona by the droves. And uh, I hope they leave their politics in California. But anyway, I don't want to get into that. But uh, when it's all said and done, we're going to clear about $180,000 in profit on this deal. Wow. I like well, it. And that's pretty good part-time income for an old guy, isn't it? <laughs> Not too bad for, for 76 years young. That is Part -time incredible. income, I like it. Yeah. Well, and you know, so every once in a while, uh, there's two things. I'll have people say, well, how have you and Sylvia stayed together for 54 years? Well, we decided to. Okay. Uh, every once in a while, I'll meet some nut that says, well, my wife and I have never had an argument. And I thought, you dumb liar, you. <laughs> there's, there's not a marriage on earth that hasn't had a conflict. Uh, likewise, people say, well, how did you know that this was going to work out? Well, I decided it was going to work out. 
okay? Uh, you've got to be committed to your future because no one's going to create it for you. I love that. Now, man, there, you're just like dropping nuggets <laughs> after nuggets. Like, I don't even know where to start here. I'm just, this, once again, we're so grateful to have you joining us today, Dr. G. Oh, oh it's my honor, uh, Ryan. Thank you. With, so, oh, go ahead, Levi. Oh, why don't we take a step back? So we, you know, a lot of people, as they start a business, they have a family, they have another day job, most likely. And so you you have all of these uh, competing interests competing for your time. And sure. time is one of the most valuable resources because once right. you spent it, you don't get it back. So That's right. As, as you were starting all of these businesses and you had young children and you and Sylvia were working together, how did you make sure that you had time to run your business and time to grow a strong family at the same time? Oh, that's a great question, Levi. Well, first of all, my family was number one priority. My business never was, okay? Uh, my priority list, and I'll just be bold and share it with all your audience, my priority list number one is the Lord, Okay, number two is my wife, Sylvia. Number three are my boys, and number four is me, and number five is my business. If you're not successful in all those other areas of relationships, your business is not going to go anywhere. It's that, that's, it's that simple. Now, that's my opinion. And you know what they say about opinions. They're like noses. Everybody's got one, but some of them smell. Okay? <laughs> uh, I, I, I was firmly convicted of that. And so when we started our churches, of course, my wife and my boys were part of our ministry. And then we started our Christian school. My boys and my wife was part of the education program that we offered. And uh, so it's a matter of uh, it's a matter of having your priorities in order. Now, uh, Sylvia and I, we, we've had our struggles. Uh, there were times when she didn't like me. There were times I didn't like her. <laughs> I remember one time it really got bad. And uh, so I started praying for the Lord to take her home. And uh, <laughs> so I prayed that way seriously for a couple of weeks because, you know, I was a pastor. And if the Lord took my wife home to heaven, everybody in the church would feel sorry for me and say, oh, Pastor Lawrence, we're praying for you, you know. Well, after a couple of weeks, I realized the Lord wasn't going to take her home. So I started praying, Lord, take me home. <laughs> so, and I'm sharing this story because there were some tumultuous times in our marriage. But you know what? We learned principles. I learned how to be a husband. I learned how to love a wife like Christ loved the church. Now, I don't want to turn this into a Sunday school lesson, but if you don't have principles that guide you, you're not going to get anywhere in life, no, no matter what endeavor it is, no matter if it's a marriage, no matter if it's a business uh, if you don't have principles to guide you, uh, you're in a tough place because principles are truths that never change. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, tomorrow morning, the sun's going to rise in the east. That's a principle. That's never going to change. Guess what? It's going to set in the west. Okay. Another principle, what goes up must come down. Well, there's principles in, in any business and real estate investing is a, another type of business. And so you've got to have knowledge. You've got to have principles so that you don't go out of bounds with your decisions. And so I, did I answer your question okay, Levi? Yeah, it just brings up so many more, right? Well, um, go ahead, dude. <laughs> so as, as you have 
these hard times where, you know, maybe you, you and your spouse or you and your kids aren't seeing eye to eye. What are some good tips for us personally and for our listeners to be able to take that head on and, and Oh, do you want me to talk about, you want me to turn this into a marriage counseling session? (laughs) 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 Well, uh, the bottom line, um, uh, husbands need to learn. Well, first of all, let me say this. Uh, a man's ability to love his wife is the overflow of his own self-esteem. And if a man doesn't have a healthy self-esteem, he has nothing to give to his wife. And, uh, you know, uh, the Bible says, love your neighbors as yourself. And so I guess this is a message for any man listening to this. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to love a wife. Okay. And uh, so I had to learn how to love Gary Lawrence. I had to learn my identity in Christ. I had to learn to understand who I am in Christ. And once I was able to learn that truth, then I was able to, to share with Sylvia genuine love, unconditional acceptance. Uh, we both have weaknesses. Everybody's got weaknesses. Uh, back in Sylvia's background, she was raised in a Baptist family, and, and uh, she was sexually abused by her father horribly physically and emotionally abused by her mother. One time her mother beat her so bad, this is when she was nine years old, she literally couldn't walk afterwards. And she had to hide in the closet uh, because some women from the church were coming over for ladies' fellowship. And uh, now I was the fourth of four children, and uh, my father believed my uh, mother got pregnant by another man, so I, I was the child that he referred to as the bastard. And so there's never a healthy relationship. Now, I'm just sharing this briefly to show you how we come out of our backgrounds. We met at Bible college, and here's this beautiful, brown-eyed, olive-skinned brunette. Uh, And when I first saw her, I told my roommate, I said, Bob, see that girl over there in that beautiful outfit? He said, yeah, what about her? I said, I'm going to ask her out for a date. And I said, I'll probably end up marrying her. Four months later, we were married. Okay, but uh, anyway, we we didn't understand these dynamics then. See, when we met at the wedding altar, she she escaped her rejection by being the escaper. I escaped my rejection by being the survivor. I will survive. I will fight back. So when we met at the wedding altar, she needed someone to dominate her, and I needed someone to dominate. Okay. Well, when she came to the point in our early marriage where she was tired of being dominated, she let me know by leaving me. And then that's when I decided, man, I have got to learn this. Because why get divorced? You're just going to marry someone else with problems. And I'll guarantee you this, everything that happens to you in the early years of your childhood, all those rejection patterns seep up through the floorboard of life. Everybody experiences that. Okay, I'm sure there was a time or two when you guys have gone to bed wondering, how am I going to handle this marriage problem? Okay, I don't. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you guys have had a perfect marriage. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to tie that into real estate investing. Real estate investing is no different. It has its challenges. It has its problems. Uh, it's like any business. But I won't go back to a statement I made about five or seven minutes ago. If you don't have good, solid principles to guide you, you're not going to get anywhere uh, in a safe manner. I, I love that because we one thing we talk about a lot is creating a solid financial foundation. 
right? right. You have a, if you have a building or a structure that doesn't have a good foundation, the building's going to fall down. Likewise, right. in our finances, uh, you know, if you don't have a solid financial foundation, it doesn't matter what you do, how much money you make or generate, it's going to come crashing down. And what you're saying yeah. here is in life, having those core principles to give you a personal foundation as well as a foundation in your marriage and your family um, is equally as important. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. And now, uh, you know, um, oh, I had just had a thought. Um, uh, do you know how do you ever have thought coming one side and go out the other real quick? <laughs> yes, <laughs> every day. all the time. <laughs> oh, good. It's not it's not just an age thing, right? No, nope. <laughs> no. Well, and you know, uh, uh, my son Kevin and I, we have a daily radio program called Wealth and Powers, and we're a father and son team dedicated to helping men and women create a financial platform they control. Uh, you don't have to become a victim of the American economy. Uh, you don't have to be a patsy for the politicians. Uh, real estate is something that people are always going to need. Uh, it goes up and it goes down, but with with the system that I've embraced, uh, we have learned principles that will enable us to create profits even in the worst of markets. I mean, I think back, you know, what uh, what happened six months ago with the stock market and the pan pandemic situation is a identical thing to happen to Sylvia and I when we retired back in 2003. The stock market crashed overnight. Well, now I'm retired. Now we turned our counseling project ministry over to some other fellows and uh, so what, what am I going to do call them up and say hey I want my business back no I planned on retiring and uh, so uh, it's really interesting how history repeats itself but when I got started uh, the market had crashed uh, and uh, people were uh, being foreclosed on left and right uh, the housing market was down but because of the knowledge I've gained with our team of real estate investors, uh, I was able to be profitable financially. It just blows my mind how profitable I was, okay? But here again, I made a decision, a commitment to Gary, I'm not gonna live in poverty, okay? And uh, so the bottom line is, uh, every once in a while I'll have someone say, well, Dr. G, how did you do it? I'll say, you know, that's a great question, but I, I can't answer that right now. Well, why not? Well, you're not ready for it yet. Well, why am I not ready for it? Because you haven't decided that you're going to position yourself to be successful as a real estate investor. And if a person's noncommittal, I can't teach them anything. Just like you guys have experienced. Okay, men and women come your way and they say, oh, I want to change my life financially. You say, okay, great. Well, let's get you started. Well, I don't know. I don't have enough money, and or I don't have this or that circumstance, you know, or my mother-in-law doesn't think I can be successful. She told my wife to tell me not to do it. You know, <laughs> every kind of excuse you've heard. I know you've heard them all, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah. You can have. You can either have a million dollars or a million excuses. It's up to you. Right. <laughs> that, that is well said, Ryan. That's well said. <laughs> so... It's interesting how, and it's very true, history repeats itself. The first time back in, was it 2003, uh, and effectively you were blindsided by what happened. Oh, yeah. You weren't expecting that to happen. And um, rather than kind of, once again, 
being a, I mean, you had the time where you kind of went through the, the grieving oh, and then got back oh, up oh, on oh, your feet. Oh, five years. It right. wasn't a couple of months. It was five years I felt sorry for myself. And then one day I snapped out of it. Well, you okay. decided you decided that you were no longer going to be a victim of the circumstances. And you said, what yeah. can I do to right. change the situation? And so now history right. has, what, 17 years later, the yeah. economy, certain, I mean, unrelated events, but the right. certain indicators in the economy have repeated. But now right. you're in such a different position. And, and it's because of the mindset, because your mindset is different and you understand that, hey, the circumstances are what they are, but we're going to be, and I love that the name of your, your show, Empowers, Wealth Empowers, you have empowered yourself like we all can. We can all empower ourselves to be able to say, you know what, things are going to come that are good. Things are going to come that are not so good. But regardless of what happens, we know that we are going to be on top and we're going to be happy and find joy and be successful and continue to accomplish our goals, continue to build the relationships we want to, continue to do all those things right, right. because of our mindset. Right, absolutely. There are three principles that I teach every man or woman that comes my way and wants to learn how to become a successful real estate investor. Principle number one is when you think, you create, okay? Principle number two is when you create, you focus. And principle number three is what you focus on expands. And as soon as I came to the place in my pity party that I decided to stop focusing on what I was losing and start focusing on what I was going to create, guess what? I started creating. Okay. And so here again, it comes back to what principles do you have to guide you? Now, I knew nothing about real estate investing. The only thing I knew about real estate investing was how to send in a monthly mortgage payment to the bank. <laughs> so, you know, in 15 years, that bank never did send me a thank you card. And uh, what happened, another real estate investor was was doing a short sale for me, okay, uh, to protect my credit. And uh, two weeks before that short sale was to actually go through, the bank that had my mortgage filed bankruptcy. So it, it seems like bankruptcy was the only game in town that everybody could play. You know, that wow. uh, uh, thousands of people were qualified for bankruptcy. It was humiliating. It, it was sad. Uh, I'll never forget on a, one Saturday night. Uh, it was about two o'clock on Sunday morning. Uh, I uh, heard my wife cry and she was in the living room. And I went out and I said, honey, are you okay? She literally was distraught. Gary, what's going to happen to us? We're filing bankruptcy. We're losing our house. Where are we going to live? What's happening to us? I mean, she was totally distraught. And uh, fellas, uh, it was very, very frustrating for me. I did not have any response except this. I literally threw my hands up in the air and I said, Sylvia, I don't know where we're going to live, but I'll promise you this. I will find us the driest bridge in the valley to live under. <laughs> now, Let's go up about four or five months. I did that first deal where I made 37000 in profit. I did my second deal. I, I made something like 28000 in profit. And uh, then I began a process where I was enrolling other people in a system for the education on how to do it. And uh, I attended a meeting one Friday night, and I came home and I said, Sylvia, you're going to have you, – we're not going to bed tonight until you learn what I've learned tonight. 
And so we were up till midnight that night. She said, you mean we're going to make that kind of money? And I said, absolutely. So I went to bed. She went to bed. And uh, again, I woke up about 2 o'clock in the morning. She's out there in the living room watching TV. And I said, honey, are you okay? She said, oh, I'm doing fine. Why? And I said, well, you never watch TV at 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, she said, well, honey, I'm just so excited about the money we're going to make. I can't go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So, so question for you, Dr. G. Um, I'm sure that there are people who are listening to this show that are in the heat of the moment, right? Where you were in 2003, they're uh, either about to experience that or they're currently experiencing that right now in their life. What insight would you have? I know you've talked about principles, but any other thoughts that you could share for somebody who is facing the fire right now to kind of give them to empower them a little bit more so that they can, they can push through it in, in, in record time. Sure. I'll say it like this, um, Ryan change when left to chance gives birth to more conflict. If you're waiting for all the stars to line themselves up and things are going to change, that's not going to happen. The stars are going to stay where they are. Okay. So change when left to chance just gives birth to more conflict. And if you don't change, things are never going to change. And I'll guarantee you this, there's only one thing that won't change. And that's the fact that things will change. So here's the bottom line. Okay. Either you make the change or the change is going to make you. Okay. You're the only person that can decide your future. It's been said the best way to predict the future is to create it. And, uh, you know, I'm 76. I'm still pretty young. And I figure I've got a good 10 to 15 years of productivity. And every once in a while, I have someone say, well, Dr. G, when are you going to retire? And I say, retire what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, why should I stop serving other people? Why should I stop feeling like, well, I'm too old to bring value to other people? Okay. Now, I know people in their 20s and 30s that have stopped living. It's been said, it's not a matter of how many years you have left in life, but how much life do you have left in your years? See? Yeah. And, and Ryan and Levi, I know you guys have met people in their 30s and 40s. They have no life in their life. Okay? Uh, they're just kind of like an emotional zombie passing through the forest of, of, of fear and anxiety. Well, if you want to focus on fear, what could happen? I mean, look at the political turmoil today. I could care less about that. You know why it's not going to impact me. I refuse to take part in the chaos in our country. I'm going to stay focused on taking care of my wife and I. Amen. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. That's great. And, and you mentioned, you know, what this has allowed you to do to be able to still stay focused and serve where, where do you see how much time do you spend in your business? And then what do you do in all that spare time that you have? Well, that's a good question. Uh, you know, Sylvia and I, we bought us a, a cabin up in the mountains in Northern Arizona and uh, about three years ago, beautiful cabin, brand new, bought a lot, put a brand new double white capital home on it. 1400 square foot and uh but munns park arizona is a tiny little town it's got a cafe and two gas stations and a liquor store <laughs> and uh if you want to go out for dinner you go to flagstaff which is about 20 miles away and uh, so it's a good place to be but after my second summer 
I told Silly, I can't, there's nothing to do up there. You can only walk in the forest so many times, you know. Uh, and, and so anyway, I was sitting out in the front porch, the deck one night, and, uh, and I said, Sylvia, come out, hurry, come out. She said, what? And I said, look, that pine tree has grown four inches in the last two weeks. I, I, I'm not, I'm not old enough to sit on deck and deteriorate. Okay. And uh, so guess what? This last summer I decided, you know what, this is not my lifestyle. And so we put our cabin up for sale at the highest price on the MLS up there. And in four days, I got two cash offers and uh, walked away with about $165,000 in cash. Nice. Now, that doesn't seem like a, oh, I don't know, a, a significant thing to some people. But something, 10 years ago, I didn't have a pot to carry tea in. Okay. Uh, this pandemic has not impacted Sylvia and I financially. We're enjoying life. What do I do with my spare time? Um, because of the pandemic, I can't go exercise at the gym now. Uh, so uh, we just keep ourselves busy, uh, spending time in the Word, praying together and being positive. Yesterday we went out to Saguaro Lake and rented a pontoon boat for the day and swam with the fishes. <laughs> just had a good time. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's just a lot of fun. I just let, let me sum this up. I, I got real discouraged. Oh, it was about four or five years ago, and uh, there were some people that I got involved with in investing. And uh, by the way, not everybody do you want to get involved with that comes along your way. And I'm sure that Ryan Levi can advise you on that. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, I was discouraged, and my son Kevin, who's now my partner. Uh, he was selling Medicaid insurance to the elderly. And uh, he said, Dad, how much uh, are you making? I said, well, back in 2015, in June of that year, I had my right hip replaced. In December of that year, I had my left hip replaced. But because of my real estate investing system that I embraced, uh, my income that year in 2015 was $197,000. Well, that's pretty good sick pay. Well, that following June, uh, my hands and feet began to be paralyzed and through a series of tests found out my spinal cord was not allowing my spinal fluid to flow through because my number six vertebrae had shut it. So in June of 2016, I'm back in bed and on drugs again, recovering from a spinal surgery. Because of my investing system that I embraced, in 2016, my income was $240,000. Now that's good sick pay. Now that's not that's not average. Uh, that's not uh, standard. Uh, 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 we're not saying everybody can do that. Uh, I, I realize that because of my natural driven personality, uh, I made it happen, and I'm going to keep making it happen as long as I can. And uh, when it's time for me to lay down the tools of real estate investing, at least I can lay down and be comfortable in a nice big bed. Financial. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, guys. That I like awesome. the analogy. You know. Cool. 
Well, thank you. Thank you so much again, Dr. G, for coming out and joining joining with us today. We appreciate sure. your your insight and your stories. And and I know that everyone who has uh, listened to this episode or, or watched it uh, has, has been uplifted. So if uh, for those of you who are listening, if you would like to learn more about Dr. G or connect with him, you can uh, go to wealthempowers.com is the place uh, where you can find out more about him and uh, and what he's doing and, and his adventures. And uh, also our next week's episode is going to be, we're going to be talking about vision and mission statements and uh, the importances of those two things and the differences so that you can uh, work on creating your own in your own business to make sure that you're steering the ship in the right direction and you've got a clear, a clear roadmap moving forward. And uh, we invite you, of course, to plug in with all of our online resources. ChampionHustle.com is the website for all the links to the shows. And as well as uh, you plug in with us online on our Facebook page. Can I say one more thing to the audience before we go, Ryan? Absolutely. Okay, there's an old saying, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And what I'm going to encourage your audience to do is to contact Ryan Black and Levi and see if maybe they don't have some direction that you can embrace that's going to give you a new road to journey down financially. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for the opportunity to share this with you. Thank you. Thank for you, Dr. G. I, I hope I haven't embarrassed you too much. <laughs> no, we do a great job of embarrassing ourselves. And so yeah, today was <laughs> today was a nice respite from that, being able to just relax <laughs> and, and, and learn from you instead of having to embarrass ourselves. So okay. All right. thanks again. All right. God bless, guys. Thanks. thanks Take care. Dr. G. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So just one more time. Remember, plug in with us at championhustle.com. Join us in our Facebook group on our YouTube page. And remember to like and subscribe. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com.